0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and everything in between, welcome to The Kevin Clifton Show. And I feel like I've said this the last few weeks, but thank you for your messages um, about uh, past guests that we've had on the show. Um, we've had lots of, um, lo- lots of interesting messages and lots of interest in, in the show, which has been uh, really nice to hear. And I like reading all, all your comments and, and I like hearing what everyone's got out of the podcast because we've had lots of interesting guests who say uh, lots of interesting things. And it's been an interesting week in, well, in everyone's lives at the moment, but um, we talk a lot about theatre and the entertainment industry, the the performing arts, and obviously we've all been waiting to hear when can we go and do it again properly, you know, like with no restrictions and things like that. And there's been lots of announcements uh, this week or the week just gone. Um, so lots of people wondering what's going on. When can I go to a theatre again? When can I perform again? When can I buy a ticket again? Will I have to socially distance? Will I have to wear a mask? All of these things. So I thought I'd get on on the podcast a really interesting guest. It's someone that I have met during lockdown. Um, we've never actually met in the flesh, but I feel like I feel like we've become really good mates. Like during lockdown, over Zoom and over Instagram Lives and in Clubhouse and things like that. And She's um, very much into musical theatre, um, an awesome actress that she's been in the likes so of lots of things, Cats and Evita, Wizard of Oz, Grease, Elf, loads of other things. But she's got lots of interesting stories and some really lovely takes on also just our sort of mental well-being as, as performers. And I feel like I'm doing the, the whole podcast <laughs> in, the, in the intro at the moment. So let's, let's bring her straight in. It's my new friend, Kaylee O'Connor. Hi Kev,
1: (laughs) what a lovely intro thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Well thanks for coming on. It really
1: is my pleasure and like you said I'm so lucky to have met you during this time. Um, Your energy is great to be around, it's inspiring and you know I've loved in this time actually meeting loads of people I don't think I would have met had this pandemic not happened. Bittersweet but still lovely.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Like we're, we've sort of we're all in our own little bubbles of whatever show we're doing or project that we're working on, you know, whatever whatever we're up to, and we've all sort of enforced inside over the last year. And I feel like over social media or whatever, we've all made lots of other connections and, and gone down different other avenues. And it is weird. We were just saying before we press record, it is weird that we've never actually properly met in person, (laughs) (laughs) I've known you for ages now. Um,
1: It's lovely though, and it just goes to show, isn't it, how I think we're actually listening better during this time, and we're a little bit more focused when we're meeting new people, because you have to be, because there's no hiding in your own house on Zoom, or you know whether that's an Instagram Live, whereas I think when we're 100 miles an hour and we're amongst the hustle and bustle of everything, we're distracted by so much, aren't we? So it's actually been, it's been a really interesting time.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we've done, we, we've been on Instagram live together and then we've been hosting club uh, clubhouse rooms, talking about the entertainment industry. And I feel like we, we've got a little bit like me, you, and a few others, we have sort of got a little bit of a team uh, being born out of this
1: um yeah and I think that's it isn't it I think we've all been attracted to each other for a reason and I think it's that sort of not only the passion for the industry but our drive our motivation and I think a love for life and keeping it alive in the mm-hmm. best way we can like and not just the industry but um conversation outside of that as well obviously I had you on as a guest for our prep your rep uh, let's mm. be honest chat and um yeah, that was gorgeous. It was so nice to hear more about your side of the story. So I'm really grateful to be here today. Thank you.
0: Oh, and thanks for having me on that as well. Everyone, everyone who's listening, go and follow Prep Your Rep um, and, and follow Kaylee. That's Kaylee O'Connor. I mean, we'll give them out at the end as well. Like the, yeah, whatever. But yeah, go and follow Prep Your Rep on Instagram because you do lots of interesting chats every week. I, I was, I, I, I was having a listen when you were talking to Zoe Burkett, and she, uh, I also worked with her on Rock of Ages, and she's wicked. Um, yeah, so you've been. Thanks for tuning in, Kev. No, no, it's interesting. Yeah, you, Zoe's wicked as well. And um, I was talking to Zoe. This is completely unrelated, actually. I'm waffling, but um I was talking to Zoe just recently because um she posted on Instagram that for val- was it Valentine's Day or something? She, or a birthday, she had like one of those igloo things in the garden with a hot tub yes! and I was like, the- that looks brilliant. So I sorted one of them for Valentine's day for, (laughs) for me and Stace. Oh, call this person and call that. Um,
1: Boyfriend points are are going strong there. Well done, Kev. Do you know, I saw that and I thought it was amazing because my cousin actually runs, uh, she actually just did Sheridan Smith's garden. (laughs) Uh, Not quite quite the hot tub, but she does the igloos and has like a three course meal and everything. A little glamping company. And, um, they're getting everywhere it's brilliant though it's a great alternative you know
0: yeah yeah it's perfect for like right now like it is
1: it's fab and speaking of Zoe she's another person I've met during this time who I feel like is a mate now and um again an incredible energy and a force of nature she's brilliant
0: yeah yeah she's awesome and she she um Zoe sort of she she really what's what's the word I'm looking for because I don't want to make her sound old but like she she really like looked after she was like the mum of the tour even though she's not that old but like um like mums can be
1: mums can be young too Kev
0: yeah that's true that's true (laughs) but like it felt like (laughs)
1: mummy,
0: she really looked after me on on the Rock of Ages tour because it was the first one I'd done like since 2010 I did Dirty Dancing and it, and since Strictly it was like the first musical I did and I was like oh I hope I hope everyone thinks I'm all right at this and I'm not just getting the job because of Strictly and da, 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 da. but she was wicked to work with she was awesome um anyway <laughs> we've already <laughs> been digressed I knew this had happened but um so theatre world uh in the sort of last week we've had some big announcements from the government about different stages that we can go through when restrictions can be lifted on everything, not just theatre, obviously, Um, but specifically to theatre. We've heard that the 17th of May is a date where it says performances and large events will, um, will be subject to limits for indoor events. They can be at half capacity or a thousand people, whichever, basically whichever is lower between those two figures so basically sort of socially distant type shows can happen um, yeah 21st of june is this magic sort of christmas date when the magic day when we can get back to normal ish I, I guess um so what what's your first thoughts on uh, on all of this for for the theatre industry
1: i mean good question kev because my thoughts are really quite honestly all over the place mm. um Obviously, I am so excited to get back to the grind and get back on stage, get back in the room with people and create magic again with everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, I was, for anyone that doesn't know, I was doing Mary Poppins before all of this finished Mm -hmm. with the most beautiful company. And, um, you know, we'd, we'd only just started getting into it. So I want nothing more than to go back as soon as we possibly can. But equally, I understand that some of these big companies going to need to have a certain amount of people in those audiences to make them viable for them and to make them um to make it affordable for them you know so I'm just really hoping that um we don't we don't get carried away again because mm. I'm nervous about that sort of you know like that feeling of being given your toys at Christmas and then all of a sudden you're Parents take them away from you because you're not allowed to play with them anymore for for no other reason than you, you just can't. And that's kind right. of what happened to us this year, isn't it? We sort yeah. of thought we were going to be back into a, a slightly more normal world and we and we didn't. Mm. So I'm I'm anxious. I'm definitely anxious. I'm excited. But I'm also incredibly hopeful that um, we have a strong enough industry to pull together and think outside the box if things don't go back in the same way we do. I've seen people be incredibly creative during this time. And um, luckily, we're going back into it where weather is on our side again.
0: Yeah, yeah. So...
1: I think that is going to be a huge help. And I know that sounds incredibly British of me, doesn't it? Like bringing the weather into it. <laughs> but um, I do think it's had a massive impact on our mental health and um, that worries me. And it worries me that, um, that we as actors work in an environment that sometimes um, a lot of the time can be very unsociable hours uh, mm. in comparison to our friends and family. Um, And I'm very aware that we've been away from our friends and family for what will be over a year. So to then go back into an industry where we're gonna be back in the rehearsal room, which is gonna be amazing and back up on the stage, which again, is gonna be magical. I'm also really aware that while that's going on, hopefully in rehearsals and on the stage and performing, I'm also aware that I still haven't seen my friends and family for over a year. Yeah. And they're going to be in pub gardens for the first time again, drinking pims, And they're going to be back at birthday parties and they're going to be back at weddings and christenings. And I don't know, I'm, as you can probably hear, very conflicted. Um, but it, incredibly excited.
0: Yeah, yeah. It is it is exciting because it it, see, it does seem like we've got this sort of... What, what's that saying when you say, like, canary down the coal mine or, or whatever? Like, there's light at the end of the tunnel, basically. Like, there's this... Let's thing, go this with that thing. one
1: because I am literally miss malaprop when it comes to those kind of things like malapropisms left right and center I always get something slightly wrong so light at the end of the tunnel let's go light at
0: the end of the tunnel, it, the it, of the tunnel. it's something yeah. like that there's a there's a canary or a budgie involved or something anyway. <laughs> <Pigeon>. <laughs> yeah there's a pigeon somewhere never um, a
1: pigeon <laughs> never a pigeon they're they're not the one but uh, yeah I understand what you're saying
0: yeah so I know what you mean. On one side, I'm like, this is really exciting. But on, on the other shoulder, I'm, you know, the little guy on the other shoulder is going, but we have been here before. We have heard dates yeah. before. And then things have gone slightly wrong. So it's like, I don't want to get my hopes up too much. And and it's a, it's a good point that you said, like, okay, 17th of May, I heard there was a, quite a lot of shows hoping to go out April, May time.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: if it has to be at 50%, for a lot of, especially the bigger shows, that's not going to be possible, right? Um, is it, I heard something about like the, the NIMAX theatres um, that they might be willing to to operate at 50%, is this a thing? The
1: Stage article released that, didn't they, yesterday? Right, yeah. I, I saw that, yeah. Um... Yeah, I I did read that, and that's incredible. And I think they've got the funding to do that. I don't have the answers. I don't think any of us really do, and we haven't been told anything. So mm. um, I don't have any sort of statistics or hard facts. But um, I think we have to be hopeful, don't we? Because without hope, there is no like you know light. So I am definitely an optimist, and I, um, mm. I I'm incredibly hopeful that it is all going to just you know. Um, work out in the way it needs to and I think you know theatre and uh, entertainment in whatever capacity is going um, to be better than it has been in a long time so I, I guess we just have to hold on to all of the little beautiful things that we're going to get from this, this sort of opening of events and um, so on I guess.
0: Yeah from, from sort of little bits that I've been hearing, um, there's been, like, since the announcement, there's been, like, two types of producer. There's, there's the ones that are going, right, let's go. Let's get this bad boy open again. Let's, you know, full steam ahead, gung-ho. Let's do it. Let's get ourselves an opening date and let's open up the show again. And, you know, booking in dates and whatever. And there's others that are... So, You know, worried that okay, it's this date that's ahead of us, but if that's on the basis that everything goes right from here on, and if anything goes wrong, and then we go back into winter and it's a little bit more difficult in the winter, Mm -hmm. you know, an insurance problem, and you know, uh, they're worried about confidence in people coming back to theatres you know, to buy tickets. So can can they justify spending on all the marketing and then it all goes wrong and, and, and da da da. So let's wait till 2022, you know, that kind of thing. And, and I get it, you know, there's, there's there are those concerns. But do, do you think people are gonna flock back to theatres or do you think people are gonna be nervous or?
1: I think they're gonna run back, Kev, personally. Mm. I really do. I think, you know, we've got access to getting COVID testing, luckily in the UK, very, it's it's very accessible. I mean, so we're very lucky. Um, so there's no reason a family wouldn't, you know, get COVID tested and then, you know, hopefully be free of COVID and come into to London or a theatre near them and, and go and see a show. I think they're desperate to do it. I think people are going to run at the chance. I really do. And um, of course, producers, and and companies are going to be questioning all of these things. They have to, mm. um, you know, for the safety of their their company and their and their their teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I personally, I mean, look, look, I I know I can't wait. I can't wait for that feeling of being, you know, amongst it all and feeling that pre show buzz, whether that's on stage or in the audience. Mm. I can't wait. Mm. Um, equally, I'm aware that I will. Be anxious as well, so I guess it's weighing that up, isn't it? And it's um, weighing up our our optimism with our um, sort of realism, like headspace, I guess. Mm. Not realism, our realistic headspace. Because um, who knows? Who the hell knows?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I How mean, are you feeling? I can't wait. Like as soon as I'm allowed to go and see anything, I'm I'm going. Like yeah. I, I feel like I'm definitely whatever's on, I'm going to see it because I just I miss it so much. Like I'm, I miss that. It's funny. I I watched last night. um So a mate of mine, or a couple of mates of mine, actually, they've done this. Um, you, MC Squared. The MC Squareds actor showcase. Did you watch it?
1: Yeah, I watched it. Kev, I was just about to bring that up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I watched it. It as was well.
1: amazing, wasn't
0: it? Yeah. So like, I'm mates with Lucas. He was
1: fab. And, I messaged um, him. I said yeah. you were fantastic. I don't even know him, but I just sent him a message. I was like, you were so brilliant. They were all were amazing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing that course next month.
0: Are you? Because I was thinking about doing it.
1: Oh, definitely sign <laughs> up, Kev. <Okay. laughs>
0: it's
1: I honestly, I watched um, I watched that we you get an observing class, and thank goodness right. you do, because I watched their class the night before. And it was five hours long. And I swear to God, it was midnight by the time we'd finished. It started at seven, finished at midnight. Yeah. I sat there observing their class. I've never felt so inspired
0: really, in all
1: my life. Like, honestly, that's okay. That's, that's very dramatic in all my life. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't felt this inspired in a very long time mm. in terms of like um, what I'm going to be doing for myself in this time as an actor. Yeah. I went to bed with so much adrenaline in my body that I was like on the verge of like I didn't know whether it was anxiety or adrenaline and then I realised I was like oh my god it's an adrenaline rush I've gotten an adrenaline rush and then I watched their beautiful um, yeah performance last night and it was fantastic so uh, seamless, the way they edited it, the way they produced it. Sam McKay's done an amazing job of that with Amy Pemberton mm-hmm. and uh, Mario, the guy that sort of delivers uh, all of the sessions. It just seems like an awesome guy and I'm, I'm so excited to be working with them.
0: Mm. Oh, then maybe I'll do it then. Yeah, I was Do at, it, I'll gonna, be there. Uh, yeah, that, all right, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Um, yeah, it was just... It, even just sitting down to watch that last night... Um, the the beginning like they had the little like sound of an audience at the beginning and the mm, sound <laughs> know, Oreos, the, side of... the
1: the orchestra yeah. pit. It was yeah. amazing. I was
0: like oh every time you hear that it gives you like goosebumps and like yeah. it's it so exciting just to be sat at home watching that. But then interestingly then so we were watching that and they had like green screen like so they were filming it sort of like a Zoom situation and they were at home in their rooms, but they had green screens. So it looked like they're in different settings as they were acting with each other. So as a question then, do you think this time that we've had at home, this whole lockdown situation, will have in those kind of ways changed the way we go about performing or change creativity going forward?
1: I don't think it's gonna change creativity going forward. I think it's opened up a whole other way Mm. So that will sort of come with us moving forward mm. alongside everything else that we once used to know and will continue to know. So I think it's opened a whole other way of performing and a whole other way of producing and acting. And I think that is gonna come, come with us as well. And especially after observing that class the other day. And, and, and I don't know if you stayed for the question and answer after, but um, mm. it was just really interesting. My green screen actually arrived today. Oh, OK, um, so, yeah. And it was things like the props, the way they sort of made sure, you know, for con- continuity, they had the same glass that they were passing through the screen and they picked it up the other side. It was amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah that's really cool.
1: Um, So I think it's really exciting and it's 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 meant that we've had to push and um, and test our creative sort of headspace in a way that we've never had to before. And I think that's what we need to do more of. We get too comfortable, don't we, Kev? I think.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: We sort of, we get comfortable. We don't, humans don't like change too much. We like what we know. Yeah. But actually, when you step outside of that comfort zone, you push yourself, you ask yourself questions that you haven't before. You um, bounce off other creatives that are um, equally as inspired by, um, you know, making magic in a different sort of you know way i guess it brings so many new ideas and that was proof that was proof of it for me last night
0: yeah it's so interesting like i've, I've just been sent um you know they they've filmed a production not that company but someone else and filmed a production of romeo and juliet um with in, sam tutty yes with sam tutty and, and johnny Laby's in it, so him being is another man. Again, mate. I
1: messaged him last night. I was like yeah. a fangirl, Kev. I was literally, I messaged all, I tried to message all of them I could find on Instagram. Right. yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Because I just thought they were fab, but yeah, he was brilliant as well.
0: Yeah, and so they've done this Romeo and Juliet production, all completely in green screen, and most of it filmed completely separately, all the actors, like just doing their bits, coming into a wall of green and filming their scenes. And then it's been sort of all edited together to look like they're talking to each other. And I haven't watched it yet. I was supposed to watch it today, but I locked myself out of the house. (laughs) Oh
1: yeah, climbing over walls and all sorts, weren't you?
0: Yeah. Um, So yeah, I'll probably watch it tomorrow, but I'm really excited to see how that pans out. But like, who would have thought that that would have ever happened? Like, it's just- Uh,
1: Absolutely, and I just think we need to push our boundaries a little bit more and we need to test ourselves a little bit more Mm. and step outside of our comfort zones. And that's why I'm really excited about doing this acting course with Mario and his team because already I know it's going to push me to the limits that I've been waiting to be pushed yeah. for a very long time. But I realised that I've been waiting for someone to push it for me. I need to do it myself. Right, right. So do, do you know what I mean? Mm, so mm. yeah, I'm very excited about it. And um, yeah, I think it has opened a, a whole new way of working.
0: Mm. Um, so Prep your rep. Uh, yes. Was that born out of lockdown or was that before lockdown? Before lockdown. Before lockdown.
1: Yeah, so prep your rep, I keep saying she's nearly too uh, she. She is nearly is nearly I've humanized her. That's how much I sort of live and breathe prep your rep at the moment. Um I keep saying it's nearly two years but it might be nearly three years now but I think I've left out last year that we've been in lockdown. (laughs) (laughs)
0: 2020 doesn't count for anybody. Yeah so I do
1: think it's nearly three years and um Prep Your Rep yeah so started Prep Your Rep when I was on tour with cats in Asia Mm -hmm. um and I was playing Gumby Cat and covering Grizz Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so yeah a dream job with a dream company and um I realized I wanted to start something of my own. And a lot of my friends throughout my life have always sort of come come to me for advice on repertoire for auditions, because Mm -hmm. back in the day, actually, I used to produce at concerts um, on the side while I was sort of, I started out when I was a swing in Wizard of Oz at the Palladium, actually, because I had a bit of time on my hands. Until holidays kicked in and then I realised you're on actually all the time.
0: <laughs>
1: that was, that was, that was what, 10 years ago now. And um, so i would worked with sort of American composers, brought them over, used the amazing pool of talent that we have in London to work with them alongside the Broadway cast of Hair when they were over. So the beautiful Casey Levy and um, Lauren Elder, Andrew Koba and all that 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 all those guys amazing and um so my knowledge of contemporary musical theater really started to grow um and before that i was a massive i grew up with rogers and hammerstein gershwin and all the old school stuff so my repertoire was just sort of i didn't realize it but quite um expansive i guess um expansive is that a word i've lost my vocabulary during this this. time it is a word but i don't know if, if i've used it in the right it's vast, but I didn't, I didn't realize until people were like, come on Kels, you know, so anyway, I was helping lots of my friends on the the Cats tour, when we were sort of in that time period where you start to get those auditions coming through, you're freaking out about your rep a little bit, and I was realizing, like, I was spending like an hour with each individual person happily, my goodness, happily, I love helping people, I love helping my friends in whatever way I can, and then one of the girls said, how much do you want Kels, and I was like, Don't be ridiculous! I don't need any money. This is me helping you out. And then I clocked up my hours, and I'd probably done about six to ten hours <laughs> a, a week. And I was like, yeah. "Oh, there's maybe there is something in this."
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm so anyway, a job here.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I had a bit of a light bulb moment, and there was nothing like it. There wasn't an online repertoire service for actors. Hmm. Um, so naively, I I bought my um, my name prep your rep i went online we were at, we actually came up with the alish my very lovely friend alish uh we were in a, a cab in china and we were sort of going through these names that it could be and prep your rep. i was like oh my god that's perfect prep your rep london so i got that um sort of you know through company house got my name and everything and made a really crappy logo on canva set up my own instagram and introduced myself on this new page and said, guys, I'm offering a rep service. I undersold myself completely. Um, and before I knew it, I was in the interval of cats in my dressing room, frantically prepping rep, left, right and center, it blew up, which to me showed me that the uh, industry was obviously in need of it, you know, because we get our we get our singing lessons and stuff, but singing teachers don't have time to really sit down and, and give out repertoire, you know,
0: mm-hmm. um, specifically. <laughs> Just for listeners who perhaps don't know aren't, aren't familiar with it, you can just tell everyone like what exactly like a rep is. But for...
1: oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, all the lingo. A repertoire. Yeah, a lot of people
0: rep- will, but some people, you know, might not. <laughs>
1: yeah, thank you, Kev. Um, yeah, so a lot. Uh, so, audition repertoire is a, a book of songs that you have that you bring into an audition room to, um, put forward to your panel who are auditioning you for said show. Um, So, for example, there's a different um, kind of genre you need for a different type of show. You've got pop, rock, um, you know, comedy, character, um, up tempos, ballads, uh, contemporary musical theatre. There's all sorts. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. And that's where it started. And, and, and I did this sort of uh, form that you had to fill out and there was a about me section at the bottom. And then I started to realise that people were being incredibly unkind about themselves, which broke my heart actually, Kev, because I'd always listen to, I'd do a voice analysis and listen to their voice clip that they sent through and none of it was matching up. So I thought, right, I've got to do something about this. This repertoire service is great, but now I need to sort of get people to understand how brilliant they are, but also build their confidence. So I came up with motivational mornings um, and Talia Burt, who was also on on the the, the show with me, was a fitness coach. And I said, we need to do something, but also her mum's a life coach. And I said, I want to infuse life coaching with training. So when we get back, I want to start these motivational mornings. So I got together uh, acting through song, choreography, life coaching, and um, a general sort of check-in. Mm. And I combined all of the above to create a safe space where performers could really just offload, talk about how they're doing, talk about life outside the industry, but then combine their training in one space. And they went really well. And this was all in a studio. I feel like I'm, I'm talking a lot Kev, so please no, do interrupt.
0: Right, no, this is perfect. This is really interesting.
1: And um, it was incredible, you know, and I only in the studio, I only had maximum 15 people because I wanted it to be really intimate. I wanted it to be a space where we could get one on one feedback, really learn off other creatives in the industry. And, you know, I've been lucky enough to do some incredible work. So I wanted to utilize that and use all those people that I'd worked with, whether it was. You know, choreographers, directors, producers, casting directors, actors, dance captains. Um, And we ended up having Jeremy Sams, who's one of the most inspiring directors I've ever worked with. I met him on Wizard of Oz, actually. He ended up becoming my regular acting through song coach for a while. Um, And we had different choreographers come in to do um, the choreography sessions. And then our life coach ended up being... um, Talia Burt for a little while, she then went off to do other wonderful things away. So Steph Archer, who is our in-house life coach, took over and she's been incredible. And just infusing uh, the, the life coaching element with the training element has been a massive game changer for me. And seeing the development of our, um, our family, our Prep Your Rep family, and seeing their confidence grow and and their self-esteem, their self-worth grow has been one of the most fulfilling things I've ever done in my life. Um, and, you know, I'm the facilitator, I'm the connector. I love bringing people together, um, but I very much muck in where and when I can, mm. because I am essentially a part of it as well, of, mm. of this sort of, you know, team and, and pool of people. And um, then I was doing this kind of like very part-time while, whilst acting, then the pandemic happened. And I thought, right, I've got two choices here. I either go all in with Prep Your Rep and I put my all into it, or I find another job that like gets me, mm-hmm. gets me through this time. And I, I, it was a no brainer for me. Mm-hmm. So it, I translated it uh, into an online service and it's just gone from strength to strength. We now have nearly 60 members. I made it a membership. Um, I have courses that we run. We've got an amazing audition smart course a Casting Confidence course that I do monthly and a Performers Minds course um, that we've got with the wonderful Sophie Linda Lee, who is also an actress and a counsellor, life coach and mental health specialist. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, it was really about focusing on the mental health and the wellbeing of our community and creating a space that allows us to grow. And uh, it's like a 360 nourishment programme. Um but a place for us to really focus on life outside and to to outside the industry so that we can gain that balance and remember why we do what we do. Um, And to also remember why life outside of it's so important. Like this month for our Motivational Morning, we've got a sex and relationship specialist Um, Mm. because I think that's really important as well, you know. Mm. we've got next month, we've got a finance specialist. Mm, um, so, yeah, it's it's been amazing 100%. and it's been a real journey for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, sounds incredible. And, like, I was talking, um, it feels like about six months ago now, I can't remember when, but on, on the podcast, I um, had uh, Motsi Mabuse who's a judge on Strictly Come Dancing.
1: Yes, she's with um, my agent, yeah.
0: Right, right. Um, yeah. She, she was on the podcast and, and she was talking about how, because she has... Um, A dance school like back in in Germany um and she made a big point of talking about how they've got their dance teachers in the school but a big part of what they're doing now especially with the younger dancers like the kids and that like that they've got um sort of mental well-being coaches to work with them and and we talked quite a lot about how this was something that we we never had as 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 kids, mm. or, you know it was never con- certainly never considered to be a part of of what we do you know you'd have your dance lessons or you know in whatever capacity you have your singing lessons your acting lessons and stuff but um what you're doing is really interesting and, and I, I think it's becoming more and more not that it's becoming more and more important it's always been important but we're we're realizing more and more now you know? it's
1: because we're 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 educated um, about it and we're, we have the tools and the facilities to educate ourselves about it. Mm-hmm. People are speaking up about taboo subjects now and that's amazing. We must always use our voices. Um, we've been silenced for so many years on, on so many topics um, and that's for another po- podcast entirely. Mm. <laughs> but um, you know, we can't blame our coaches from when we were kids because no. they only know what they know. Mm. And, um, you know, it's a sin is a prime example of that. You know, I had an amazing conversation with my mum about it's a sin the other day and that unleashed conversations that my mum and I had never had. Like I was like, mum, why didn't you tell me that? I didn't even know you used to party at GAY. She was like, (laughs) oh my God, (laughs) you mean your dad went there? We had had loads of gay friends. And, you know, sadly I lost a a friend to having AIDS. And I know I've gone slightly off piste here, Mm. but it's important because it just goes to show that we, we we need to speak up more and we need to converse more about these subjects that you know were once taboo and that are still taboo in many ways. So yeah, I'm really proud of what, what I've created, but I couldn't have done it without my amazing team mm. and my amazing friends. Um, and to me, it's all about working together as a community. I wanna really break that sort of them and us approach that there has been to this industry so that, you know the people behind the panel and the people in front of the panel are all just human beings that are trying to create something beautiful and to to get there and to do that we need to be healthy and happy in our own minds yeah. and um, to be happy and healthy in our, our own minds we need to have the support around us mm. but I do believe we're getting there.
0: Yeah I I, I do it's it's, and it's so true like because you can have as you can be as good at singing, acting, dancing, you know, whatever as you like, but once mm. once this goes, like your your brain goes or, you know, just your, your mental well-being goes, if you've got mm. confidence and no self-esteem or you're just mm. struggling with your mental health, struggling with confidence, you know, whatever the, the thing is, either, it's no matter how good you are, either it's not going to happen with you or it's mm. going to happen, but it's going to break you at the same exactly
1: exactly and I I do believe timing is an amazing thing because there will be a time where that that moment will come and the penny will drop and you'll go oh my god I get it now
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I get it I've been placing my focus in the complete I've been focusing at the wrong thing the whole time and um that for me was a game changer. And I I, I spoke a, a little bit in my green room. I do green room chats every month with my members. Mm. And um, I spoke about effort management, about where we place our efforts. And um, I, I got them to mark themselves one to 10 of where they place their efforts. Um, and whether that was training, sex and relationships, finance, fun, um, all sorts. Then give so themselves a 10 way.
0: for sex. <laughs> Sorry. Does anyone give themselves a 10 for sex?
1: <laughs> I doubt it in a pandemic. You know? and I, listen, I have no doubt some couples were loving, you know, the beginning of lockdown. They were like, yes, we can have sex throughout the day now. This is great. I'm working from home. I'm sure that lasted a couple of weeks. And then, you know, it went back to the, you know. But no, but this is what I mean. And I think for me, it's really important to um, to check in with that effort, effort management, and mm-hmm. go, okay, where am I placing my efforts at the moment?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is it balanced, you know, and a lot of the time, you'll see that everyone's placing their efforts slightly more so in certain areas than others. And mm-hmm. if we can balance that out a little bit and shift that mindset to to create a healthier, a balanced life for ourselves, then it, it can change your life.
0: Mm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like I I I know at certain points where like in my career where I've been so like working so hard at what I'm doing and also talking to like, oh right now I've got this dream the dream job. I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing. And at the same time going, Why do I feel so chaotic? And why is it so why is life so difficult right now? And like you know, you don't you forget to take care of so many other things and so many other parts of your life and just taking care of yourself. And I think mm-hmm. when I was a kid or like younger, when 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 anyone would have said it to me, I'd have been like, ah, yeah, 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 whatever. But it's like the older you get, the more you realize just how important <laughs> the whole thing is. <laughs>
1: totally, totally, totally. It's like anything though. You can't expect kids to understand this, even like my 20 year old self wouldn't have got this like you know and some 20 year olds do get it and I think the 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 younger generations now are fortunate in some ways in in the fact that they are open to this conversation that we were never open to but equally they have different pressures that that we never had social media um, you know access to everything not just social media but google you know youtube like we we can access and find out anything we want at any given moment and unless we use that tool in a healthy way it can be so damaging Mm. so you know i think again this this is a conversation i could talk about for hours because i'm so passionate about it Mm
0: -hmm. and it's like one once you get that right you get to a place where you you feel happy with all of it like then yeah. everything sort of improves. <laughs> like yeah, and it's
1: beautiful because, and that's why I, as well, I started Prep Your Rep in the way it is now, like the, the repertoire services, like the way it started, that's kind of like, not, not even like the main yeah. driving force behind what I do yeah, now at yeah, Prep Your yeah. Rep. It's, it's in fact, it's one of the, the like least used services.
0: <laughs> right,
1: right. Um, But that that being said, anyone that does need a rep revamp, do uh, go to www.prepurepldn.com because I will help you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it is one of the least used services because my focus and my why now is to help everyone get to a headspace where I'm at. Um, And listen, it's constant work. It's not, I've not finished. I don't think I'll ever finish working on myself and my mindset. I don't think you ever should. Mm. But I want everyone to feel that sense of relief and that sense of stillness and that sense of like um, calm to connect with whenever things do feel frantic or personal Mm. or, um, I don't know, bitter. Because let's face it, we all go through those stages in this industry at some point because of the way we have to work. Like if you, my friends back at home who I'm friends with at school can't believe the things that I've been told. They literally can't get their head around it. And, you know, are humans supposed to do the same thing every single night, eight (laughs) shows a week? Are they supposed to sort of as an adult sit in a dressing room with other adults that you don't really know and Sort of like you know, it's there's a lot of things we do that if you just we just say yes to and we just do because it's part of what it is. But actually, if you break it down, it's not you know, it's not what humans are supposed to do.
0: Yeah, I know. But all the
1: same, it's magic and it's beautiful, and I wouldn't change it for the world.
0: Mm. And we've been talking a lot on the podcast in the last few weeks, uh, uh, just about this whole idea of. Like it's our identity as as well as as Mm. Like it's it's quite Mm. difficult to separate the performer self and your actual self. And yeah, which is why yeah, it's been a struggle as well.
1: Well, it's again. I go back to questions. I'm all about the questions, Mm. and we've spoken about this actually, Kevin, Mm -hmm. in our chat. And you know. I can imagine what it was like for you growing up into this amazing family of creativity and, you know, uh, ballroom life that was, Mm -hmm. you know, instilled in you from such a young age. Your identity was thrusted upon you almost
0: Mm -hmm.
1: from that point of view. So I imagine that must be hard to then, as you grow up question what is me and what is what I think is me and I think that's what this time has been really good for and they're really big questions they're not questions you can just answer overnight but I really encourage people to continue discovering it's scary and it's actually um it's not an easy task because things will come up that you might have been avoiding but I promise you the outcome is is um is so beneficial for your yourself and your life and and in terms of like goal setting and and I don't I don't know if I want to call it goal setting actually but heading in the direction that you want to and understanding what that direction is by Mm -hmm. asking ourselves these questions um I think it's really important one of the the modules on my casting confidence course is identity Mm -hmm. and um, I talk to them about you know who you know what do you bring to a room that you innately have in you mm. that you've been avoiding out of fear of it not being good enough but could actually work in your favor mm. who have you like suppressed and put to one side that is so a part of you but could actually be a superpower for you yeah. does that make sense total
0: sense because you used the word as well before what you're saying um the question of what do you want to do as opposed to what you think you should be doing I'm all
1: about that I think it's it's hard to it's hard to differentiate though I have to say
0: Mm -hmm. Mm. because yeah because we all make these assumptions about like who we are and our identity and what we what we think we should be doing and how other people might perceive us if we do that or don't do this you know all of these kind of questions can be such a such a minefield and I think it's okay to I think people a lot of people think that once they've decided on something right I'm this, or I want this, mm. or I'm going to be that. Mm. Like, they think that that has to be them now, forever. Yeah, And that's yeah. the path, and that's the journey. And actually, what's what's really cool when is when I hear about people that have just, like, changed their mind or realised something different. And I think sometimes it's like, oh, oh that person's changed their mind now, or, or they said they were going to do yeah. this now. And we see it as, like, this negative thing, but it's like, no, no, they've just realised... That they want to do a different thing and they're going with it that's brilliant like why should they stick in this box that they thought they should have been in or like on this path that they thought you know
1: 100 and i'm all about pushing boundaries lean into your lane by all means but explore play yeah. find that inner child that allows you to sort of you know discover new things about yourself or rediscover things that you forgot about yourself yeah. from such a young age i mean how many times the four-year-olds get asked what do you want to be when you're grown up yeah i don't bloody know i'm four <laughs> yeah. you know if i've seen f- i mean i'm saying but, <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> i was about to say fireman sam that just goes to show how old not how old i am but mm, how i've not been really watching kids tv shows but obviously they're only gonna say what they know which is what their parents do or what they see on the telly yeah. you know we get We get put in a box from such a young age. Um, Oh, they're very shy, aren't they, your little one? Oh, she's a bit extrovert. We hear this. Kids hear it and it sticks with us. So actually, as adults, we need to take control of the language we use around our little ones. the, The language we use around our kids, teenagers, young adults, students, people we coach. Language matters. The way we... The way we word our sentences and structure our ideas and our thoughts it really matters because it sticks and letting go of that stuff when you're older can be made so much harder when that is just like indoctrinated in you or enforced in you from such a young age um, so I'm all about exploring playing and pushing boundaries and um for anyone that has the balls to do that and has the brave sort of, like, approach to doing that. I'm all about it.
0: Yeah, that's, that's such a great point about, about when you're kids and, like, you have these sort of labels put on you, like, we hear it and go, yeah, well, I'm that then. I'm, yeah. I'm really extrovert or I'm, I'm a chatterbox or I'm, at like, yeah. all these different things and then we just stick with that. That's really interesting. But And, and it's, it's so cool when, you, when, if someone has the ability to go, do you know what, I'm not that or... Or actually, I'm that, and I'm just gonna lean into that. I, I've gone, what were you gonna say?
1: I was oh, like, quit, be wa- <laughs> <and say so. laughs> I know No, I was just gonna say, like, do you know what? One day you might be that, and the next day you might be another thing. Right. Great. Like, you yeah. could be this or that. Do, do you know it's what I okay mean? To and I think. think. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the same because we are talking about theatre as well when it comes to your casting or when it comes to where you want your industry, your, your career to go within this industry. Um, you know, it's it's OK to explore as long as you're um, as long as you are honest with yourself about what work it needs and what work you need to put into that to make it um to, make, to, to be successful in that role or in that sort of area um, or field. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, 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 totally. Oh.
1: Sorry, what were you going to say?
0: I can't remember now. I was like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It was probably uninteresting. <laughs> I, was, I was probably going to go, yeah, 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 I agree. <laughs> oh, no, I was, I was going to say something about, like, um, I, I've gone back and forth with, like, ballroom dancing. There's been times where I've been, like, Oh, but like everyone sees me as ballroom dancer. I need to show them that I'm something else. And then, and then had a realization of like, no, it's okay to be a ballroom dancer though. Like that's all right. Like you can. It's really.
1: It's actually really, really cool to be a ballroom dancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: it Can be that. That's fine. Yeah. And then, and then, so you know, I've also had moments where I'll cling on to that and go, okay, yeah, I'm this now. I'm this sort of a person. I'm, you know, a person that's on. Strictly Come Dancing and I'm a ballroom dancer. So, you know, there's got to be a bit of that in there. And it's like, no, no, we don't need you to be that over here on on this thing. And it's like, (laughs) it's like you you cling to these ideas of what you're supposed to be.
1: Why do we, why do we have to label everything?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Why do we have to have that? You know, I understand like understanding and sort of getting to grips with who and what we are and, and all of that good stuff. But I don't know. I think labeling is such a sort of old school way of, mm. of, of doing things and looking at things. Um, it was the same with me. I, I, um, I got to a point where I was like, asking myself questions and why, why did I start this? I started this because I was obsessed with impersonating people as a kid, mm. specifically famous people on the telly or friends and family and-
0: Any in particular? That you want to do right now on the podcast.
1: <laughs> oh god, no. Do you know what? None of they probably wouldn't know who it was. Like, well, I don't, I don't know what I don't know your, what your demographic is, um, Kev, but
0: is it like, Ruby...
1: no, like funhouse? Oh, yeah, exactly. That sort of thing. No, Ruby Wax was definitely one of them. Anthea yeah. Turner. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um was another one. Um oh god all sorts but I've continued doing those impersonations Mm -hmm. when I'm drunk or at parties or if I'm feeling as if my sort of alter my alter ego sort of comes out which is um and we've all got one of those all of a sudden I feel confident enough to sort of let all my you know barriers come down (laughs) whoever she is she's great when she does come out um (laughs) that sort of side of my character um but I never ever utilize that which was my very reason as to why I, I love performing mm-hmm. until the last few years
0: right
1: and I just thought what was I doing suppressing that and I know why it was because I thought I had to be the pretty love lead who was gonna sing the lovely ballad because Kaylee has a lovely voice doesn't she mm-hmm. and you hear those voices so my career went you know down the sort of start it started off beautifully by the way and I don't regret it in the slightest but I really I'm starting to feel like I'm really sitting in my own power Mm -hmm. and that's because I'm I'm finding my inner child again and I am playing I'm exploring and I'm not caring about what response I get because it's making me happy
0: yeah yeah it's that thing, isn't it, when we, when, when we give advice to sort of younger performers or anything and, and a lot of the times we come back to um, just remember why you enjoy this. Like, you'll get caught up in a lot of different things and casting mm. and shows and, and competition and, you know, all of, and, and stress and anxiety and all of these things. and You have to keep remembering why you enjoy it and keep going back for that. And I think when I was a kid, when someone would say that, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's not going to help me get... You know, get any further is it? But like (laughs) now, we look at it and go, yes, it is. That's that's the very thing. It's the very thing that's gonna that's gonna get the best Uh, out of you.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, there's a reason we learn these lessons. Yeah. Yeah. And we we can't expect anyone to sort of you know just understand that overnight. And that's the beauty of life, I think. And I'm just, I love being my age now. I love being at this stage in my life where I I am sort of owning my own quirks and owning my own um insecurities as well and my you know the things that make me feel good a bit of everything really it's just it's just I think it's just owning who you are isn't it it's completely taking control and and um yeah it's it's a it's a beautiful feeling and um yeah I'm excited I'm excited to just learn and grow and help others learn and grow
0: mm, that's so cool that's wicked um yeah and it's that difference of going like you know when someone goes like oh I don't think I I could never really play that role and you go why why not and you go Cause, well I can't sing like her whatever and it's like no but you can sing like you and you yeah like version of it and you're brilliant you know like you don't like we, we we look at someone else who we think is good we stick them on a pedestal and think that we have to become them and it's, well, it's like well you're not them you're something and to... you never will be no and let them,
1: no. let them do them and if you want to be inspired by them fantastic but just know that whatever you bring to that room is equally as beautiful it's just different and you've just got to find your panel that want you're kind of different you yeah. know and and it will happen yeah. if you keep putting the work in and all of that good stuff i was i was having a think today actually in one of the sessions i was doing and a moment i sort of thought oh that's quite nice actually i'll have to remember this one and it's i was saying to her i was like whatever choices you make are going to be unique to you because you know even though you're stepping into a completely different character you're still coming at it from your eyes. So you will always be a part of what you are mm. sharing with the audience or with the panel. And you've got to hold on to that. You've got to use that and not try and escape that, you know, um, because we take a lot more of ourselves into that room.
0: Another thing that we were talking about before uh, we before press record on the podcast was the, the fact that, I mean, you've been in loads of shows, um, but you've also understudied. Quite a lot, yeah. <laughs> About that, <laughs>
1: yeah. So I have. I've had, like I said, my career has been incredibly um, fruitful. I guess, like I've had a lovely time, and uh, across the board, I have understudied in the majority of those shows. Um, and yeah, I start, So I left my uh, my college at Arts Edge in two thousand and ten. Graduated, then left a term early, actually, to do the. Fan- Fantastics with the, the wonderful Hadley Fraser, Lorna Wan, Clive Rowe, Edward Pethridge, amazing cast and um, understudied Lorna. There's only one girl in it. Um, and unfortunately, this was the Fantastics, by the way, and it was the London original cast. We were all really excited. And It lasted at that point. It was like 50 years running in New York. So we were like, guys, this is huge. We had a really cool, interesting Japanese director come over and do it. Like I said, the cast were unbelievable. And um, about two months in, we were told we were closing. So, but this is where my sort of unlucky understudy experience started because I actually had a date to go on as Louisa the week after we closed no because Lorna had a wedding um so I was like brilliant fresh out of college get to make my West End debut as a leading lady you know the only woman (laughs) yeah exactly and then they just sort of closed this show and I was like right okay so that's how this showbiz life works is it and um but you know what? I was so lucky. I took away from, from that show so much. It was an invaluable mm. um, experience. And, and then straight after that, I went into the Wizard of Oz at the Palladium. And obviously, Andrew Lloyd Webber had just found Dorothy oh, um, right. in the search for Dorothy yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. on ITV. So I was understudying the beautiful uh, Sophie Evans and Danielle Hope. Mm-hmm. And um, ended up doing that and didn't didn't ever go on. Uh, for the year and a half that I was there um, and I did actually get a phone call to say "Kaylee, you, you you might be on today so um, just you know let your family know if they want to come up and Michael Crawford sort of came up to me and was like we're really excited for you Kaylee." and Hannah Waddingham who's like my big sis was like giving me a squeeze, she was like, you've got this, you know. Michael was like, come to my dressing room, we'll go through the lines if you want. Um, because there was also another understudy as well, who, who, was, who, was, um, who was in the building, but not in the building. Anyway, I didn't end up going on because she ended up coming in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no. So that,
1: that very near experience of going on sort of just disappeared before my eyes. And then I decided to leave the contract after the first year. And a week after I left, the equivalent of my track went on for Dorothy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that was my second experience of like unlucky understudy life. And then I understudied Avita in, in the Avita tour and I had a date to go on as an Ava Peron in, in um, Belgium. And it was so exciting. My family were gonna fly over. I was one of the first of Eaters with the Wright tour that got a sort of full dress run, um, you know, and um, yeah, it was beautiful. You know, I'm just playing a role like that at that, that age. I was like yeah. in my early 20s. It was yeah. unbelievable. And then um, we got a message from the um, producers saying we're having to cut a show this week because we're not selling very well. <laughs> <laughs> And the show that they cut was my matinee that oh I was Oh
0: my on. god!
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, and and also the beautiful Madalena Alberto who was playing the role. They were just about to go into London to to sort of transfer into London, and she was amazing because she was just like Kaylee. I would love nothing more than to give you one of my shows, but I can't because Bill. Ken Wright is watching me like a hawk. And it's just, you can't do that, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But she was so supportive. Um, The same sort of thing happened actually when I was in um, Elf. I uh, understudied a a, a beautiful Irish celebrity out there, Aileen McGinnity. And obviously like celebs who come in and play roles often are on a fee that if they go off, they get quite cut quite a lot of money. Right. And this is all very taboo subjects. Like we don't talk about this, right. um, but but they're things that we do. We should talk about, you know, so bless her, She was really poorly and everyone was I got a phone call saying, "Kaylee, you're going to be on this afternoon. I actually got I got a um, this evening. Sorry. They were like, you need to be on standby to go on. Now, bearing in mind in this show, I was playing opposite Ben Forster, who who originated Buddy over here. Mm-hmm. Um. We are, we're on skates so I hadn't even had a full like dress rehearsal yet so I'm frantically going through the whole script with our our um our resident director on these skates like there are you all right Kelsey? you all right I was like yeah I'll be fine <laughs> and then and then at the five or at the quarter they were like oh she's come in she's just come from the doctors they've given us some meds um, so you don't have to do it and I was just like right okay no worries <laughs> <laughs> so I missed that opportunity as well. and uh, the same thing happened with the lovely Kimberly Walsh the following year in, in London. She, did, she just didn't go off. she was a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it was only until my my cat's uh, debut in, in Shanghai where I, I got my first sort of going on as Grizabella in, in Shanghai and that was like eight years into my career.
0: Well, that so it happened
1: it finally happened and listen in between all of this i've played some beautiful roles and yeah. and and i love being a part of an ensemble i love love creating different roles within that ensemble and within that company so don't get me wrong it's been an amazing you know um experience and I'm not just doing this to sort of get on for leads. You know, I've played my own mm-hmm. roles in in some beautiful productions. I've played Polly and Crazy for You at Upstairs at the Gatehouse. I've played Nikki and Bad Girls at the Union. Um, and I've, you know, I've got my teeth into some lovely bits. But yeah, yeah understudying is a different kettle of fish. And it's it was definitely a very unique story, uh, and mm-hmm. one that not very many people have heard of. So I decided to might write my own one woman show about it and just sort of take the piss out of my own my own unfortunate, you know, events.
0: You just took things into your own hands. Like, if I'm not going to go on for this, I'm just going to write my own one-woman show.
1: Exactly. And do you know what? It was amazing because... You know, we put so much work and so many hours go into learning these scripts, routines or whatever. And I thought, I can't let them go to. And they weren't going to waste because I was learning every step of the way. I can't let them not be seen in front of an audience. I've spent too much time on this. So (laughs) I sort of adapted adapted it for a sort of cabaret venue, changed lyrics and made my own songs with my amazing musical director, Tim Evans. And um, ended up doing that at the uh, Arts Theatre and then ended up doing it at the Century Club. In, in London and then ended up doing it again at Crazy Cox I got invited to do it there a, a, I think it was two a year and a half ago now mm. and um, yeah it sort of ended up getting runner-up like best cabaret with the theater mates awards and I was you know getting runner-up along bloody Shoshana beam you know so it just goes to show if you if you take things in, into your own hands sometimes yeah. it can create it can create some different kind of magic
0: that's the way to do it that's that's the way to do it just you know create your own stuff take the ball by the horns don't wait until yeah. don't to wait to be handed everything that's, that's that's a really cool story and understudying is notoriously like a massive job right it's <laughs> a yeah. job right because you've got to do your you've got to learn your part and then you've got to know the lead role part inside out so that you can at a moment's notice you might have to go up.
1: Or not, in my case. Yeah, or not.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just write it all into your own uh, one-woman show.
1: No, yeah, um, it's exactly that. And, I, you know, on Wizard of Oz, I was swing as well. So I was also understudying everyone in the ensemble. Uh, but I, I recommend anyone to do that. If you can swing in your life, look, do it at least once. It's a game-changer. And I have so much respect for every swing out there.
0: Yeah. Oh, 100%. Um, so... Moving forward, I realise I'm taking up loads of your time, <laughs> as tends to happen on these podcasts. But, um, um, you know, I'll, I'll re- I usually go, like, you know, what's the future going to hold? But maybe, like, the better question is, what would you like the future to hold for you?
1: Oh, what a great question. Do you know what? I'm so excited about the future. And my honest answer is so much, because I... I love people I love chatting to people I'd love to present Mm. I have a huge love for life and people within this beautiful life and whether they come from you know the theatre industry whatever industry they're a part of or you know wherever I've met them along the way I love chatting to people so I'd love to do a little bit more presenting Mm. um I'd love to do more comedy and I'd love to um get some TV work, hence why I really want to sort of, you know, get my acting up to scratch uh, and and focus on that Um, because I've actually never, I've never really been in for any television ever. Mm -hmm. So I've not experienced that yet. Um, I've not ever had to self-tape for a TV show or anything. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah, more writing, more comedy, more TV, more presenting. It's not much I asked for, is it?
0: (laughs) More of all the stuff that you love.
1: But that's that's from a personal acting um, and sort of entertainment career. In terms of Prep Your Rep, I would love to see that grow even more. Well, continually grow as it is and to open up um, a whole new sort of way of thinking in our industry. And not just from the performers' perspectives, but the uh, creatives, the producers, and the industry as a whole. I want us to all start sort of working more together in unison um, with more focus on mental health, well-being, looking after each other, more open dialogue without taking offence, um, yeah. sort of taking away that hierarchical um, bullshit. Can I swear?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you want? <laughs>
1: I'm so sorry if I did offend anyone then, but I do find there's a lot of that, and um, yeah, I just I just want to make it all a little bit more human, and um, yeah, just move forward together in a in a really positive, healthy way. That's gonna, in the long run, make for a much healthier, happier industry.
0: 100. I think that's that's a great place to finish. I think that's that's perfect. <laughs> I think that, yeah, that's what we all want. So, it
1: is yeah.
0: If anyone wants to, um, to to get involved with Prep Your Rep and follow all the social medias and stuff, where do we where do we find you and Prep Your Rep?
1: Good question, lovely. So we've got our, my main sort of space where I sort of chat to everyone is Instagram, um, and that's Prep Your Rep underscore LDN. That's our mm-hmm. handle. Um, the same with our Twitter account, um, and then we've got a lovely website www prep your rep ldn.com and everything is on there but um my own personal one is at kaylee o'connor um kaylee being c-e-i-l-i-o-c-o-n-n-o-r it's irish um proud of those irish roots but it does spell out all sorts of craziness when it comes to introducing myself to people. <laughs> but um, yeah.
0: Riley? <laughs> yeah, CI
1: Live, Selly. I've had celery before. I'm like, there's not even an R in there. What right. are you talking about? Come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, just um, slide into my DMs. Give me an email. I'm really open to voice notes as well these days. I find them very personable. And um, yeah, just just get in touch if you want to chat.
0: Awesome, Kaylee O'Connor. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it.
1: It's been so lovely, Kevin. Like I said, it's so great to meet you. Can't wait to sort of um, get back to it and uh, see you on on the flip side in the in the real world, yeah. in flesh. Yeah. Um, but it's it was a real. Um, I felt very uh, flattered and privileged when you reached out for me to be on here. So I really appreciate the support you've given us at prep your rep and myself um, outside of that. And um, yeah, let's just continue making waves as a community and supporting each other.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And for anyone who's interested, who's getting on clubhouse, we, we, we do a sort of weekly room on on Clubhouse where we talk about you know different things in the theatre industry and and all of these things that we've been chatting about really lots of different subjects. There's a team of us that all talk about it, so come and join yeah. Clubhouse as well.
1: Absolutely, and who knows, we, we might you know put something together outside of all of this as well, which is quite exciting. Yeah. So
0: that would be wicked, yeah. We could yeah, and outside of it, yeah. Kaylee, thank you so much.
1: Pleasure. Thanks, Kev.